You're listening to the WPTF Afternoon News with Nate Saunders podcast. The Pulp Road fire out in uh, southeastern North Carolina has been contained, but it did have a big impact on the Green Swamp Preserve. I find this fascinating. I don't know too much about it, but I'm curious to learn more. To talk about the whole situation, I bring on Debbie Crane from the Nature Conservancy. Debbie, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm sure there's a lot of us who don't know exactly what all went on down there. I know there was a significant fire. Tell me about the whole situation that that area went through. Well, sure. And the, so, that, first of all, let me say that whole area is fire dependent. So, it actually needs fire for most of these plants and animals to survive. So, in the long run, uh, the results are probably going to be quite good for the plants and the animals that live there. We do understand, you know, if you were living there and you was, the smoke was something that was not, I'm sure it was very bad. And, uh, you know, for some people it was an inconvenience, for others it may have been worse than that. But that's over with. So what exactly happened was that the state uh, North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission was doing work on its game lands, which are fire dependent, and uh, their fire, which was a controlled burn, uh, got out of hand and burned into our preserve. And then to fight that fire, you needed to remove the fuel that was there. So the State Forest Service decided the best way to do that and the safest way was to start another fire to fight the first fire. And that's what they did. And as a result, most of our preserve did get burned. But uh, it's very interesting, a couple of things that are there, is that we had done control burning ourselves because the things like being a flytrap, longleaf pine, uh, birds like quail, deer, all those things, the habitat, the plants really need fire. We had done control burning in the preserve ourselves. And the places where we had done our own control burning, there was no fuel. So when that fire burned into those areas, it, those areas are still green and vibrant. They just didn't catch on fire because there was no fuel there. And in the long run, uh, this fire has removed probably 70 years of accumulated, uh, in, a, in a pretty fairly controlled fashion, of accumulated fuel, you know, down trees, a lot of shrubs, those kinds of things. So actually, the, the safety has probably improved for the area as well. You know, you'd had a burn and, and it just went through there, and you, you, now we've got that area under control, and it's in pretty good shape. I did know that there were some plants that benefited from fire, like trees that uh, their seeds only open up once they're burned, things like that. Just how important is fire for the ecosystem down there? Fire is super important. I mean, the longleaf pine ecosystem, which is what the green swamp is, and what most of southeastern North Carolina and the sandhills, once you get away from the beach, it's longleaf pine territory. And longleaf pine is fire dependent. Uh, it really it needs to have the shrubs and stuff taken out of the forest so that when it throws off its seeds, they have some way to take hold. Uh, the wiregrass, which is the major grass you see, is actually, it requires fire. If it doesn't get fire, then it doesn't seed. So it just go away and, in fact, did blink out many places until we started putting fire back in the system. And then there are these incredible plants. The green swamp has uh, several, uh, it's got a huge population of Venus flytraps, which Venus flytraps really need fire because you've got to wipe out all the shrubs and stuff that are keeping the sunlight from hitting the floor, and fire is really going to be beneficial for them. As for the native orchids, all the plants that grow in there, it's great for the plants. And we, we know that it's been good for what we've been out there. We've seen bear. We've seen deer. Haven't seen mortality. I'm sure that somewhere there may have been an occasional deer or something like that. But in general, these animals that grew up and have lived for millennia in these fire-dependent systems they're pretty smart about getting out of the way of fire. So ultimately, their habitat's going to be improved, too, because all the things they like to nibble on and live amongst are going to be much healthier. 
That's fascinating. So basically it comes down to these plants don't like being on fire. It's that they need fire to wipe out all the other things so that then they can reproduce and grow up new trees. Particularly. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Except for things like wiregrass. They actually they need to be burned. They like being on fire because huh. that's the only way they're going to regenerate. Because they don't, if, fire, if wiregrass doesn't get a, a fire, then it will not recede. So it'll eventually just blink out. But yeah, a lot of it is getting the stuff out of the way so that you've got sunlight hitting the floor and the plants can really take hold. And also that the seeds from these plants can actually uh, hit the floor uh, and start growing. Part of why we uh, found this story is you guys sent out a press release talking about a media tour for the area. Uh, what all are you guys going to show when people show up with cameras to take photographs, videos, get some audio? What all are they going to see? They're going to see, what's really fascinating to me is there are plants, wiregrass in particular, within four days of being burned, they've already started to green back up. So they're going to see this remarkable system that is so fire dependent that immediately after the fire leaves, it already starts getting green. They're going to see the places where we had done controlled burning, where there was no fuel to catch on fire, that are still looking in the midst. There'll be blackened earth all around them, but those areas are bright green and vibrant with things like fly traps and pitcher plants and all these other wonderful plants growing in there. And they'll be able to hear. Uh, we're hearing lots of birds. We're seeing butterflies. Uh, it, 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 it's an extraordinary... It, that is, this, is, this fire is a reminder that much of our state, particularly on the, on the coastal plain and down at the sand hills, is fire-dependent. And it really does need fire to thrive. And the Nature Conservancy, we spend a lot of time, as does the Wildlife Resources Commission, and the North Carolina Division of Forestry and the U.S. Forest Service, putting fire back in these systems to make them healthier. And in the long term, it also removes, you know, you hear about these humongous wildfires out west. Well, one of the reasons those fires are raging so out of control is that area was fire-dependent as well, but the fire has been excluded from that area for so long that when you do get a fire, you just have huge amounts of fuel and you just have a big, humongous fire. So uh, getting the fire back in there is a good thing to remove that fuel. Very fascinating. Just so strange how some parts of nature require fire. I don't know if that'll ever sound right to me, but that's certainly the way it is. Debbie Crane from the Nature Conservancy, thanks for talking with me. Thank you for having me on.